Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Welcome to the Altar Life. This is Jeff. This is Brent. You're here for two hours. You're committed. We know you are. You're locked in, so... Hey. So just at least try to enjoy it. Don't even try to change your radio dial. It's broken. <laughs> we broke it. <laughs> no, your just speakers kidding. will blow up, too, because you'll be listening to our show, and it'll just... Yeah. It'll fry them. <laughs> we got some of the hottest, hottest Christian music for you, and uh, some of the, the biggest hype that does not... Uh, Never becomes anything. The altar life. <laughs> All the hype that money can buy that never delivers. That's our show. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's a good thing it's free and it's on free radio because if you yeah. had to pay for this, we'd be sorry. <laughs> no, you'd be sorry. <laughs> yeah, you would. We'd be laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> um, we got a great topic for you tonight. In the past, we've talked about faith. We had our series on faith. We talked about grace, prayer, love, all these you know words that we talk about in Christianese. And um, tonight we're going to continue on in that and also kind of jump off um, or, or hint at, I should say, our next series that we're going to be starting next week when we air um, the episode that we recorded at the Solid Rock Cafe a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And um, that's going to be on next week, so check it out. That was a great time when we did that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, as I was saying, the topic tonight, we're going to be talking about worship. What is it? Is it just songs that we play? Has it been relegated to just a style of music worship is it has become a genre uh, or is it much much more we're going to be uh, breaking through all the, the misconceptions about what worship is believe it or not worship does not always include music and uh, we'll be talking about that while we play lots and lots of music so we're kind of hypocritical in that sense no i'm just kidding <laughs> as my partner in crime here empties out his shoe um <laughs> there's something in there can't get it <laughs> A little rock or something. Something a little annoying. Don't you hate that when you get that thing in your shoe? It <laughs> pokes at you until you disassemble and reassemble your <laughs> footwear. Anyway. We're talking about worship tonight. What is it? Is it just uh, isn't that when the when guy just, gets the guitar? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that when you just get a guitar and like sit around and sing oh, worship. songs? Worship I would songs. love for someone to come up to me and say, hey, let's, you know, let's worship. No music, no songs. What would happen? Yeah. How what, would we even know what to do? That's what we want to kind of look at a little bit tonight. Where, where in the Bible it talks about worship and also, you know, why we worship. Who are we worshiping? What are we worshiping? We kind of talked about that last week. You know, are we worship, Are we loving God just because of the stuff that he gives us? Or are we loving him because of who he is? And, uh, you know, what better thing than, to look at than worship following a topic like that? So that's what we're doing. Um, we talked about Job last week and... Um, kind of picking up what we had talked about last time is that when he had hit rock bottom, all these things were taken away from him one after the other, literally. And the first thing that he does is he worships God. Brent, do you have that? I don't know if you don't have that. Um, <laughs> we had <laughs> oh, that. At some, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. You flipped that real quick. Yeah. Job, um, verse 20 of chapter one, it's, it's just a verse. He says, you know, he arose. He heard all this bad news about all the stuff that happened to him. It says he arose. He tore his robe. He shaved his head. He fell to the ground, and it says, and he worshipped. And his worship song, which wasn't a song, he just said this thing. He said, and he said, naked I come from my mother's womb. Naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And he just he just worshipped God. I mean, there was nothing else to do. I mean, what was he going to do? He couldn't go get all, the, all his stuff back. It was destroyed. He couldn't go bring his family back to life. They were destroyed. Um... 
he had nothing left. And what, is he, what, was, what else was he really going to do but just surrender to God and worship him? Yeah, we see all this, you know, worship has become like the trendy thing. You know, everybody, every, and their, everybody and their mom has a worship album. And uh, it's so funny. Like, you would never see a worship album titled, Shave Your Head and Tear Your Clothes. <laughs> Let's worship. <laughs> but, you know, you know, worship has become like, oh, it's just, it's just, you know, this happiness and just, you know, this good feeling of soothing music. That's what worship is. It's soothing music. Yeah. And it, it just makes you, you know, just kind of makes you r- rise up off the floor a little bit. It's, you know. I don't think everyone and their mom <laughs> Has a worship CD. I mean, uh, Chris I Tomlin do doesn't. Chris Tomlin's mom doesn't have a worship CD. I bet you she does. <laughs> she has Chris Tomlin's worship CD. Probably all of them, actually. Yeah, in her DV, in her CD player. You know, I'm not here to badmouth worship songs because a lot of the songs we're playing tonight. Actually, let me rephrase that. Every single song we play on the altar life is a worship song in some capacity. It may not fit into the mold of what a you know what a worship leader would play. But these people are worshiping God in in playing these songs. And the uh, last song you heard was "It Is You" by Newsboys, which is a great song. Before that, "Sound of Melodies" by Leland. Um, just the idea, like it, it's almost like a challenge for us. We should we should challenge ourselves. Like, let's worship God, not just in the twenty minutes before the Bible study at church, not just when there's a guy who's got scraggly hair and he's got his guitar out. How do we worship God without music? How do we do that? Yeah. It's the way we live our life. Worship is not a set time. It's a lifestyle. We worship God because he's worthy. Worthship, I think, is where it came from. Uh-huh. Um, you know, let's get on the worthship and let's set sail. Anyway, uh, that was really cheesy. Whoa. <laughs> but you guys get what we're saying. Here. We reached new all-time low when the altar life was Brett and Jeff. <laughs> set sail on the worship. <laughs> Lollipop. It's a good ship. Um. <laughs> Candy shop. I told you it was the all-time low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. We're singing Shirley Temple songs. Well, Jeff and I, you know, we've had experience being, um, uh, you know, I'll say it in quotes on the air, worship leader, um, but really more like song leaders, you know, guys who play guitar and um, lead a, a group of people in praise singing to God. Um, and that's a great thing. You know, I love to worship the Lord together in song um, in that one facet, but the church today kind of categorizes it and puts it in a box that, and then calls that worship and everything else is somewhat not worship. It's like, you know, let's get together and worship. Okay. You know, we should ask ourselves, well, how are we going to worship God? You know, in what capacity is it just going to be singing or, you know, I love just times where we're sitting around, we're praying, just quietly praying with people and reading scripture together. Like we do here on the altar life often. Um, It's worship. It's our act of worship. Yeah, there's some, another aspect of worship we could talk about is worship and serving. You know, our show, The Altar Life, is built on a verse in Romans 12, verse 1, which says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable act of worship. Um, it is our act of worship to present our whole bodies, our whole selves as a sacrifice to God. It's not just like that 20 minutes as we've been talking about. Uh, we, we sacrificed 20 minutes of our church service to sing songs to him and label it worship. Worship is so goes so much more beyond um, just singing a few praise choruses. Um, it's actually giving the Lord our hearts, um, our whole selves. And sometimes it just means glorifying him and what we're doing in far as like, you know, singing songs or praying or reading the word or fellowshipping. 
Um, sometimes it means helping a brother. You know, sometimes it means um, sharing the gospel to somebody who's never heard it before. Um, but the point is, it should be our lifestyle. I mean, our lives should be our act of worship. And that we forget about that so often. We kind of compartmentalize everything as Christians. You know, we, we have our church life, and then we come home, and then we watch, you know, we watch TV, and um, somehow, like, that's not, shouldn't we shouldn't be worshiping when we're doing that. You know, some, there's, there's, we put things in compartments, and we, we, you know, justify certain things in our lives by saying, oh, we're not worshiping right now. I mean, worshiping is when we do, you know, get together and worship God, you know. And I always say that, worship, worship, worship. I think we just don't use the word right. Yeah, we don't give it justice, or we don't do it justice, I should say. The, the idea that, um, you know, how about Job? <laughs> you know, he tears his clothes, he sinks down, falls to the ground, and then he worships God and says, naked I come. Like, that's not a catchy song that everybody's going to be singing at their next church service. <laughs> naked from my mother's womb. <laughs> Naked from my mother's womb, Jesus rose from the tomb. No, it doesn't work that way. It's not like that. Um, Job, in the middle of the the worst tragedy, was able to worship God. Are we able to say that tonight? That when something is difficult, that God is still worthy to get receive praise, even if He didn't do things the way we want Him to. That doesn't mean He's not worthy of our praise. Still to come on the altar life. Waverly, praise and adore. Delirious, God in heaven. Audio adrenaline, glory. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We're back for another hour. Thanks for tuning in. If you just tuned in, we're talking about worship, talking about uh, how it's not just music. It's not just a genre. It's not just about guitars and campfires, sun-dabbled hair, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and the guys that play four chords and think they can uh, rule the world. Yeah. You know, just moving on through this topic, you know, God, we talked about it last week about him being enough, not having to provide all this other stuff for us in order for us to love him and serve him. And it's totally, it's totally in line with what we're talking about here, worship. Is God enough to worship, or has he done enough in your eyes to deserve your worship and your entire life, like we talked about with the altar life, being, you know, laying your life down is an act of worship? Is God worthy of that? If you, if you don't think he is, then we need to get our head on straight, because... God, you know, he's already forgiven us. He's already sent his son to the cross. What else does he have to do to earn our worship? He shouldn't have to do that. You know, God doesn't, you know, judge us based on our performance. He loves us regardless of what we've done. Yet we're the ones that have the high standards. Isn't that kind of like, it's screwy. (laughs) It's a little mental or something. Like We're like, well, if, if God would do what I want him to do, then of course I'm going to worship him. You know, when, when everything's going, I'll throw him a bone. It's so funny. Like we're, we're mediocre worshipers. Like when everything's really, really, really great in our life, we're like, we'll, we'll say thanks God, but we don't worship him for it. Then when everything's really, really, really bad, we won't worship him. It's like kind of like a middle ground. We're like, yeah, we'll worship. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we, you know, we've shown you examples with Job and David here. Um, after his sin with Bathsheba, we'll talk about a little bit later, but just being able to worship in that circumstance too. 
Yeah, worship is something that should not be dependent on how we feel. You know, we're sometimes we're just feeling like, you know, oh, I'm tired or or I'm, you know, God hasn't really it's like the what have you done for me lately? You know, God, you haven't done all this for me in a while or you know, I haven't had that warm and fuzzy feeling when I had in my devotions in a while. So, you know, I'm just going to skip out on worship today or, you know, whatever. We kind of like check in or check out our worship. And um, it's daily. I mean, and it should be it should be all day, you know, where we're living for God. Our life is being sacrificed to him on a moment to moment basis. And our reasonable act of worship should be this altar life, if you will. And um you know, so often we don't. We compart- like we've been saying, we, become, we compartmentalize it. We put it in a place all alone. And, um, you know, it really shouldn't be based on how we feel or um, what's going on in our life. We should worship him when it's good and worship him when it's bad. In Job, it said, you know, you give and you take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It wasn't like, you give, therefore, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah, you take it, away. He put both in that statement. You give and you take things away from me. But I bless you nonetheless. Yeah, like I think a lot of times we we put warm and fuzzy with worship, and we think that that like we get that warm and fuzzy feeling when the guy plays the song really well, and we're like, oh, that worship was great. Yeah, and we like put standards on worship, like oh, that was a great worship service. Like oh, I, I like when he leads worship. Like I've heard that. Like oh, I like when he. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this guy leads worship better than somebody else. It's like you gotta worship God not the guy who's leading the worship, right? Right, peoples? I just want to read a quick verse from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And it's not conditional there in that verse. It's always without ceasing and um, in, in everything. everything. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all consuming. And, I mean, Paul lived the same life we did. And he had ups and downs. He had more downs than we ever would have. I mean, being stoned almost to the point of death, um, you know, he was he was abused <laughs> for loving God. But he rejoiced in everything. And the only way he could do that is realizing the sovereignty of God and who God was. And that ultimately drove him to to worship him and give his life for God. Yeah, if the, this as I was saying to Brent during the last couple of songs, that the sovereignty of God, the sooner we accept that, the, the easier and freer will be to worship him because the thing that holds us back in our worship is when we hold something against God or we think that God has held something from us or kept something from us or or hasn't allowed events to transpire the way we felt they should or the way we felt we deserved and that can become like a grudge or like a stumbling block in our worship where we we hold back from God like he doesn't deserve because he didn't you know he didn't uh he didn't bring it to the table or, or give me give him everything that we give us everything we felt that we deserved. <laughs> he didn't do his part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ridiculous. well, you uh you know, you didn't step up to the plate, so I'm not gonna worship you tonight. You know, it's just And he's sitting there thinking in heaven ludicrous. going, What about the cross? Yeah. <laughs> I mean I stepped up the up to the ultimate plate yeah. for you. And um you're spoiled being spoiled brat. <laughs> That's what God said. Yeah. But he loves us anyway. <laughs> he doesn't really call us a spoiled brat. Thanks. Thanks God for not treating us like we treat you sometimes yeah and uh, aren't we glad that god doesn't deal with us the way we would if we were god um because it would be it would be a real shame we were talking about david earlier i just had mentioned him and think about this he was a murdering adulteress or adulterer not (laughs) adulteress (laughs) wait a minute um had you know had a son with this woman that he cheated with 
and the son became sick and died. And David was praying and fasting. And then when the son finally died, he actually got up, anointed himself, and worshipped the Lord. How many of us could bring ourselves to worship God after that hard circumstance? Talk about it a little bit more. Jeff, you were talking about David? Yeah, we were talking about Job before, how he you know, rent his clothes and shaved his head, and how that's not a popular approach to worship these days. It's got to be all that fuzzy, warm feeling. Some, something was fuzzy. It was his head, <laughs> but it wasn't... Uh... Worship with Chris Tomlin's mom. <laughs> <laughs> With warm cookies. And I'll milk. never let you live that down. <laughs> Everybody and their mom in the worship on. That's what I said earlier if you weren't paying attention. Um, but David, in the midst of this situation where, you know, typical human behavior is for us to, to sin, to receive the consequence of our sin, and then blame God for that and withhold worship from him because our life's pretty much messed up. And I've, I found myself doing that where I messed up. I God actually, you know, he punished me or chastised me. And then I'm like, eh, I'm not going to worship you. You're mean. You spanked me. You know what I mean? Like, and it, you know, it's kind of like, uh, your kids, um, uh, do, do your kids love you because, you know, you give them all the stuff that they want at Christmas time. Is that why they love you? Or do they love you because you're their dad? Do they love you? You know, they may say, I hate you when you're spanking them, but they still love you. And God is the same way. He still deserves our worship. Even when he when he's punishing us, when he's uh, when he's putting us through hard times, when he's when he's blessing us, uh, you know, with a, a lot of times we can forget to worship God in the great times. We're not just trying to harp on all the bad stuff, but David anointing him. He does the opposite. He, not, he doesn't tear his clothes. He changes his clothes, puts on you know puts on fresh stuff, and he goes into the house of the Lord and worships God. And he basically they're like, hey, what are you doing? Like worshiping God now that the baby's dead? And he says, you know, if God had been gracious and let the child live. You know, that's up to him. Now that he's dead, can I bring him back? You know, can I do anything to fix it? To God be the glory. He is totally letting God be sovereign and worshiping him for being sovereign. That's pretty remarkable. Yep. And just like Job, God takes away things and he gives things. And blessed be the name of the Lord, whatever you decide to do, God, because you are in control. And, um, you know, God created us. I mean, we wouldn't have a life if he wasn't holding the... You know, holding our bones and mo- mo- um, the atoms in our in our the molecules in our body together. I mean, he is in complete control of what's going on, and it's kind of foolish for us to to sit around and go, you know, and think like we're all that and in control, and like tell God, you know, oh, you know, God, you haven't been fair, you haven't done this, you haven't done that. He created you. He died for you to forgive you of your sins. Um, he's done everything. He's paid for everything in full. What right do we have to sit around and withhold worship from the Lord? Um, And we're not just talking about singing songs. We're talking about giving him our whole lives. So all you folks out there, worship God. That's what we're trying to get across here on The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Use your body as a living sacrifice, as an act of worship. Live the altar life. That's what we're here to tell you about. Hopefully we're going to be doing it ourselves. We don't want to exclude ourselves. We need to worship God because he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy of all the glory, all the props. We yeah. are not to withhold from him. This show is not was about not just worshiping God for the warm and fuzzies, for the good things that he does, um, but worship him for who he is, our creator, our savior, our king. And um, hopefully we are challenged this evening to give God the glory because it's only him who's due that worship and that praise. Yeah, he gives he, and he takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And until next week, be cool cats, live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period.